0: Welcome back. I'm Ian Linder, and you're listening to the Risk Free Podcast. As a property and casualty insurance advisor, I've dedicated my career to protecting the assets and liabilities of corporations in some of the riskiest industries out there. On each episode of the Risk Free Podcast, we'll go in-depth with business owners and executives to discuss how they're managing some of the most dangerous risks posing a threat to their business. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for episode three of the Risk-Free Podcast. And to everybody listening, I want to say that it's so important that we continue to take the necessary precautions as the country gradually begins to reopen and we get back to business. When push comes to shove, it's all about keeping in mind the medical professionals who have worked so tirelessly and the essential workers who have put their lives on the line for the good of this country. But with that being said, we have a very special guest for today's episode. We're about to bring on David Richman, who is the president and CEO of... Of Rackow Commercial Realty Group. Now, Rackow is a full service commercial real estate firm specializing in office, medical, retail, and industrial space. For over 30 years now, they've represented tenants, buyers, owners, and sellers of commercial real estate. They have locations throughout the tri state, including a New York office that serves Westchester, Rockland, and Putnam counties, an office in Connecticut that serves Fairfield County, and a New Jersey office that serves Bergen County. Not only does Rackow assist their clients with leasing, buying, and selling commercial real estate, but they also assist them with renegotiating current leases to protect their interests every step of the way. So let's get started. So David Richmond, with everything that's going on, it, it really means a lot to me that you would take the time out of your day to be with us. So thank you for that. Thanks, Dan. So for those of us who are still taking social distancing seriously, you know, we're getting to the two month mark now. I don't know about you, I'm starting to feel like a caged up animal over here. I can really relate to, uh, you know, those animals on Tiger King. How have you and your family been staying positive during this pandemic? How do you do it?
1: Well, above it all, it's just having some perspective and saying, you know what, we're healthy and we're safe and we're all here together. My wife actually, knowing that we're all together under this roof is like really comforting for her. So she may never let us all get back to our life. It's been an amazing opportunity to spend time with the family like I've never spent before. And, um, you know, I'm trying to put things in perspective, you know, that's the most important, you know, if if I, if I have a disruption during the day while I'm trying to work, so be it. At least we're all here. We're healthy and we're safe. But um, my wife's been great. She's been, uh, you know, keeping the kids entertained. She's been, I have three little ones. So she's homeschooling them. She's coming up with art projects for them. You know, she's allowing me to, you know, get some work done. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been good. And yes, we're, Dying to get back to normal life. But uh, in due time, you know, most important is that we're all going to be safe and healthy out there.
0: Of course. And, you know, that just brings to the forefront of my mind not everybody has that support system at home. Like you said, you can rely on your wife when you have responsibilities to take care of. I think that's something we might take for granted. And, you know, times like these really showcase how important it is and how lucky we are to have family that we can rely on because not everybody is really so fortunate. Having met you last year, I got a great first impression of you and, and knew that you'd be a great guest on the podcast. But there's a lot that I don't know about you. And I'm really interested to hear about your journey of how you worked your way up at Rackow. You've been there for almost 20 years now. I'd love to hear about how You started as a broker and worked your way up to the president and CEO. How has your career and all its successes prepared you for the challenges we're facing today?
1: Um, Great question. Thank you. So just a lot of hard work and being persistent and, 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 you know, uh, making relationships with people out there and and grinding it out. And, um, you know, over time, um, it's a great entrepreneurial opportunity to it's like I've been in business for myself, you know, all those years But um, the truth is, I had a tremendous opportunity to have met Rick Rackow, who had a great brand and reputation, and to kind of align myself with him over these years and to have the opportunity to acquire the firm um, from him and uh, to take over a great reputation, a great brand, a great team. And that's been phenomenal. And um, the latter part of your question is I don't think anything ever really prepares you for what we're through today um you know when you ask the question i I think about in 2008 with the uh financial crisis and at that time i'd say probably 75 percent of the contracts that we had out ready to get signed just rescinded and disappeared and it was a tough time but moving forward you know we were able to sustain and i think that also um a new level of of entrepreneurship with people going out and starting out their own businesses in their own firms and we got a lot of phone calls for those in the ensuing swing years um and just i think as well now we'll you know we'll move through this i'm confident and optimistic we'll get through this together and um we'll adapt right we'll grow we'll change we'll be flexible and um there will be certainly some changes but um We'll get through it.
0: What changes have you seen? Obviously, technology has come a long way. How has the industry changed or what's been the change that's stood out to you over your career?
1: Definitely technology and social media, for sure. You know, when I started, I mean, there were people started, you know, way, way well before me, before you even had contact database and other um, search reports like uh, search systems like L- MLS and CoStar, but you know when I started, they, you didn't really have the LinkedIn and the social media. Um, I think that has been incredible. It's enabled us to see connectivity and common ground with people, right? Because really, our our business is all relationship based, like so many other people out there. And you know, just to be able to have the two things: one is the technology of doing a virtual tour or sending people properties and floor plans and having quick response. I always say in our business, it's like ping pong. You know, When you have a deal flow going, the sooner you can ping and pong it back, the quicker the deal gets done. And it's all about keeping the momentum. So technology has been great for that, I'm sure for everybody. And um, the social media part. And just to see how closely connected we are in this community. And um, it's been great to be able to say, you know what, I like to do business with you. And you know what, we both know this person, let's let's use that to our advantage. So it's been great.
0: Yeah, of course. I see myself in, in perfect alignment with that on the social media side. Obviously, it might come more naturally to me because I kind of grew up in that era. But as an insurance and risk advisor, I've seen it from a different perspective. And the power that social media has, LinkedIn, for instance, I think that there has to be a balance. You have to be able to take it and relate it in a way that gets you in front of people face-to-face. I've met people on LinkedIn just because I've seen their posts on LinkedIn, and I didn't know them at all, other than they might have been connected to somebody in my network. But I've reached out to them and said, hey, I'd love to meet with you face-to-face. Let's go grab coffee. Let's sit down and talk about each other's businesses and how they relate. And how we can help each other grow, and I've developed great relationships. The power to build your network and to build relationships, and just to have genuine interpersonal connections. I really think it goes a long way.
1: Absolutely, you definitely need to connect with people, and in person is uh, there's no replacement substitute for 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 that for those interactions, growing that trust, right, and that empathy, and and the personality connections.
0: Of course. I've heard from a lot of people in my day, it was different, and my generation is different. And these millennials, they don't have these interpersonal skills and they can't pick their head up from their cell phones. While it does apply to many of us, I don't think it applies to all of us. You have to go down to the individual level. And I myself consider myself a bit old fashioned in the sense that I love face to face interaction. I'm sure that you have people of all age ranges and all generations that that work under you at all different offices of Rakow. How do you deal with that? And does it, does it come into play in the culture of Rakow?
1: We do not have too many millennials over here. Not yet. Working on that. Um, I just think in general, I, I, I agree. And it comes to uh, maybe mentorship and influences in their lives to say, you know what? It's great that you can, you know, point and click all day to get your needs met and to, to reach out and to express yourself. But, you know, you got to sometimes pick up the phone and um, get out there in person and uh, just to get to develop those relationships. I agree with you.
0: How have you and, and the Rackhouse staff been able to make the most of this time during the shutdown from an operational standpoint? And what changes might you anticipate in the way that you do business when business does go back to normal?
1: Thanks to technology, we've been able to uh, stay connected, you know, on a daily basis, uh, very, um, very engaged with my team, um, which has been great. Um, we're looking to, from my perspective is, make lemonade from lemons, right? Um, this has been an opportunity to really stay focused and engage with my team just to work on reinforcing the relationships we have with our clients and centers of influence out there um, to really build on that and build on build and build on creating the pipeline into the future. Um, so from that perspective, um, it's been beneficial, and um, hopefully, uh, the brick and water will be able to get out there shortly into the brick and water and um, start. Engaging more outside.
0: Do you think when we're able to go back to more normal work habits, are things just going to go back to normal or do you see in the commercial real estate business, the way that you do business changing long-term or will it be business as usual?
1: So I I think we don't know what the normal is going to be. Hopefully it will be as close to the normal we're accustomed to. I think there's going to be a lot more um, done online and virtually for sure. And Just moving forward, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the way people interact in the workspace, the design and the construction of the workspace. Everything from the air filtration to contactless entry points to mechanical systems to the design of interior space and the space plans of we're accustomed to a lot of co-sharing and collaboration That's probably going to go in a separate direction now, back to more private offices or isolation booths.
0: Yeah, that's what that was getting into my next question. I feel like we have been trending when it comes to office space and the way that we work to more open layouts and shared spaces. My girlfriend's father works for Deutsche Bank. And for, I think, 20 to 30 years, he had his own office. He had his own space. And he comes into work one day and they tell him, Yeah, well, you don't have permanent space for all of your stuff. Now you have a shared space. Do you see the trend of moving toward more open spaces reversing and maybe going back to individual offices and more isolated spaces because of these health and, and social distancing concerns?
1: So I do see that as probably at least the initial knee jerk reaction, and that probably will start to happen in the short term. Although, and I think that's, that's just a common view. As I think about it, even a little further, as you say it again right now, you know, long term, I think people still like to work in that collaborative environment. So maybe it'll just be common sense. Maybe the cubes will be further apart. Maybe the groups will be further apart. It's using social distancing, common sense, and the redesign of space to allow for that. So we'll, we'll see down the road. But I, at least immediately, I agree. I could see the need for if someone's got 10 people, instead of putting one in an office and nine in the bullpen, maybe the need for more separation of offices for each person.
0: So, the industry as a whole, when we're talking about commercial real estate, what long term industry changes are you anticipating, if any? And how does the industry as a whole, on a macro level, adjust? To a new normal when we're seeing a lot of tenants unable to operate and, you know, unable to generate income in their own businesses to pay their rents. What do you see maybe in the short term and how does it play out in the long term? Obviously we can't we can't really get too ahead of ourselves, but how do you see it playing out and how do you prepare yourself and adjust to that?
1: That is a interesting, loaded and challenging question. I think that it's it's i know it's not easy out there for many many people we've seen deals completely put the brakes on we've seen other deals go forward right now through this time with people that uh, are certain enough to commit for the long haul um it's a scary time right now for many and i know that so i think we're kind of all probably playing it almost on a day-to-day month-to-month basis to see, you know, when we can achieve that new normal and what that might look like. Um, I just think long term from the industry perspective and the way we all practice, what I touched upon before, I think a lot more is going to be done virtually. But hopefully at some point when we get back to a stabilization, the real estate investors will move forward and continue to invest in real estate. The buildings they own will stabilize with the tenants coming back, hopefully, and being able to survive and operate. So, I I'd like to think we'll get there at some point. It may not be at the level, probably won't be at the level that we're used to. Anytime in the near future, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting times. Obviously, some of the
0: brightest minds out there are in the commercial real estate space. You know, you you look at how it's really shaped our lives and how. The industry has really taken off, especially you know when, when we're talking about our world, which is the greater New York City area. I mean, it's really shaped our lives and not just our work habits, but our personal habits too. And it's so intertwined. On one hand, you're always going to have people that are pessimistic, um, especially in the short term when the outlook is as dreary as it is. But I just think that the same way that people in commercial real estate have innovated in the past and have persevered, there will be success, there will be opportunities that come out of this. So I think in the long term, it's just the way of the world that we're faced with challenges and we have to overcome those challenges.
1: I entirely agree. From now we all view it from a very short lens, correct? And you can't really visualize the future as what it's going to be. But when we look back two, three, four, five years from now, hopefully, it'll just be a small moment in time. You know, and just like we've overcome other crises in our time, you know, with the economy and everything, we'll get through this. Of course.
0: I just wanted to give you the floor just to talk about Rackow and talk about the great things that you guys are doing right now and to really just talk about, to spotlight whatever aspect of your business that you think needs attention at this moment in time.
1: Um, Sure. Thank you. Our thing has always been to be there in the corner of the tenant, buyer, or owner of commercial property to offer our expertise through their commercial real estate events, whatever those may be. So for the tenants that we represent, office, retail, industrial, we're here to help them with their next lease, whether they stay where they are or whether they relocate instead of them going through that process on their own but for our skill set and advocacy to help them negotiate the best possible transaction. Same thing for the buyers that are looking for commercial property to invest in and to purchase for their own, and building owners to be there to help them lease and sell their property. And That's always been our thing, is to stand by whoever our client is, and to provide full representation and advocacy services, to make sure that they're receiving the most favorable terms in their transaction. It always comes back to
0: specialization, right? Nobody can be the best at everything. We all want to maximize our potential, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to people running their businesses, they're going to have to rely on experts like Rakow to help guide them through the process. Just like myself, BNC insurance and risk advisors, people are running their business and they can't afford to dedicate the time to insurance and risk management. So, you know, I think that it just gets back to specialization and a a collaborative effort, bringing experts together to make great things happen. And you guys are obviously doing that. So I'm so grateful just to have you with everything going on. Again, you know, it just, it means a lot. That you take time out of your day, and I'm, I'm sure our paths will, will cross in the future as well.
1: well. I'm looking forward to it, Ian, and I appreciate you uh, having me on here. And um, everyone who's listening, keep your head up, stay strong, and um, I will see you out there soon enough
0: in the real world. So that concludes our interview with David Richmond. And for all the real estate owners and managers out there, let's not forget how important it is to. Ensure and protect our property properly, especially in these difficult times. To learn more about how I can help you secure and maintain the best terms and conditions for your real estate insurance, please contact me directly via my website at ianmlinder.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And until next time, be sure to keep it risk-free.